Hello ladies and gents, you're with Adrianosaurus, I'm the coach of Rapanorama, this year for NRL Supercoach purposes. Uh, look, round three is in the books, and it's an all-important round, obviously, because we see price changes happen after this round. You know, there was some good scoring this week. We, we obviously got the round off to a good start with um, Hines, you know, popping off and getting a great score. He's been such a great start to the year for those who started with Hines. Um, he was one of the people that I brought in, and that's probably the only one I got right. Um, you know, another one I brought in was Hiku, with all that great base, <laughs> and he scored a 20. Um, no good. And I brought in Hamoli, who, you know, played his worst game of the year, probably. He went off for a whole bunch of time um, in the game and finished at 29. So, you know, that's super coach, isn't it? Yeah, you know, some of it <laughs> comes off for you and some of it doesn't. We had a big scoring game in the Melbourne Storm game as well. Um, I took the VC of Hines, you know, because the weather looked terrible. And then I also took the v v took the captain of Pappenhausen and put it on Teddy as soon as I saw that it was dry in the Roosters game. So what does that say to you? It probably says once you make your, you know, your decisions in your team, don't fiddle with it you know, mid-round because none of, none of the strings I pulled this week in fiddling around um, worked. Um, unfortunately, I lost, you know, Harry Grant, Liam Martin, um, and Tuolagi, so I was forced to play players like Penasini, who and I didn't like the matchup at all, and I wouldn't have played him. Um, you know, and we've got some players that are sort of underperforming that we were hoping for a little bit more from. Um, look, how does Hiku get 20 points when there was an absolute domination by the Cowboys? They spanked him. Um, but look, it was one of those ones where I did it as, you know, probably a financial move because, you know, even with his 20, he's still going to make, you know, a decent or not hugely decent but a reasonable uh, bit of cash um look we'll go through the games uh the good bad and ugly we'll do some thoughts about you know next week a few players that we like and who might be sells i think now um you know ideally we would have got all of that right leading into this round because obviously the prices have changed after this round um but we you know there might be some players that uh you know we can still you know, bring in because they might not have risen too much or they might get a, a little drop. But we'll talk about those with a guest tonight. It's going to be last year's winner of NRL Supercoach, Tim Moody. A great man who's um, on the Supercoach Experience podcast. Uh, he's also on the Champions podcast. Um, so it'll be great to talk to him, a good bloke, and we'll see how his season has started. Uh, we'll go through the games and we'll just discuss some of that strategy for players, you know, moving forward for us. Um, and it'll be Tim and me speaking next. Howdy, Tim. Welcome to the Adrianosaurus show. We're hoping to have you on round one, but unfortunately that didn't work out, but we got you by round three. It's an important round, obviously, because it's the last round before price changes. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, mate. Yeah, sorry about not being here for round one. I'll, I'll shoot you straight, everyone. I was um, pretty down and out. I had a pretty bad first week and just wasn't up to. I didn't want to bring my negativity onto the Adrianosaurus Rex podcast, so... Uh, look, this week hasn't been that much better for me, but I'm going to uh, leave the negativity at the door and uh, we'll just hopefully we can on. have a good pod. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was a funny old round. I mean, at a point there, it kind of looked like 1200s and stuff were on the cards, but it just sort of fell and died in the ass. Like, you know, in that Broncos game, they just got absolutely smoked, you know, by the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in that Manly game there, I brought in Hamole. It's his first time he gets taken off the bloody field. You know, it's just 
the way it is. You know, oh, I brought in Hiku just for financial purposes, and he he whacks out a twenty. Yeah. So look, it happens. I think some of these rounds they get off to a roaring start, and then. Uh, you think you're on for a great score. I think this week par will probably be around that sort of 11.50, 11.75. You know, or maybe, you know, what what do you think? Yeah, it looks like from the scores, I'm sort of going through my different leagues. I'm pretty much look like I'm a bit behind the eight ball. There's a lot of scores that are similar to mine. I've got 1,073, and I can see a lot of the just in the thousands, but then there's like quite a few in the 1,100s and 1,200s. So... Um, yeah. It's not that great of a difference, though. Like, even the ones that are in the 1200s for me are usually, like, low 1200s. So, yeah, yeah. look, it's not as bad as it could have been. I just – I'm pretty disappointed in a lot of the mistakes I've already made. And I felt like I'd nailed my trades this week. I got really – I brought in Nico Hines for 124 and I brought yeah. in um, – and got rid of um, Sammy Walker. Also sold Angus Crichton for Taylor and May. Yeah, carved up. So I brought in two guys that have scored tons, but I'm struggling to win any of my head-to-heads. Yeah, just got too many fails in my team. Yeah, well, I just wrote, I was writing them down while I was waiting for you to go on the show. I had seven scores, seventy plus, and I had five scores under thirty. You know, that's that's the way it is. It stinks. Yeah, well, I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, like eight in the thirties and under. Yeah. So it might be 35, 39 or whatever. Yeah, it's just not good enough. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's one of those things where we obviously have this boost trade and it makes you want to fix these mistakes that you're making your team. One of the boys, mm. easily the worst mistake I made, I've made this year was bringing in Cobo. It's been 27 since I did. I just thought, yeah. I just felt compelled to get move Russell on for someone that I thought might score well. I thought the matchups were good. But, you know, it, it was a silly move, and now he's probably a sell Cobo. You know, oh, you can be patient, wait and see, but nothing of what I've seen in the game shows me that I want to have him in my team. Um, you know, we all thought Rand- Randall was going to be cheapy of the year because he's a tackle bot. He doesn't even make bloody tackles. He finishes in the 20s and 30s. Mm-hmm. You've got to move him on. So it's going to be hard for people to fight the temptation to try to fix, you know, their teams if they're not sort of climbing up the ladder. And, look, it'll be interesting to see this week I think the difference will be people who VC'd Hines or, you know, people like Paps would have been highly captained. I went Teddy myself. As soon as yeah. I saw dry weather, I just thought I'll just jump on Teddy while the weather's dry. I didn't feel confident about the weather in most of the other games. I thought the Melbourne game, you know, originally I had the captaincy on Paps, but as soon as I saw the dry mm. weather, I was like, I'll just jump on it and I'll grab Teddy. I, I said at the top of the show, before we're recording before you come on, maybe it's best not to fiddle with your team so much mid-round. You know, just go with your gut. Once you pick your, your picks, just stick with it and don't get too cute. I always get fiddly. I change my reserves throughout the week. You know, I always muck around with that. And even captains, I'm never settled on my captain. I got that wrong. I um, I left it too late sort of thing. I, I didn't want to VC Nico just because I thought I'm probably not going to want to loop him. And I just didn't have the balls to straight out see him. So... I looked at the Melbourne game on Saturday and I thought, look, that's going to be the dry one. Like I've looked up the weather and that's the dry track. I should probably go with that. But I was just being a little bit funny with like trusting the fullbacks, you know what I mean? Like Pappy and um, that haven't really – and Turbo who I had – sorry, Pappy and um, Teddy haven't really lit it up. And I thought, look, I might just go safer in a forward. I went with Fafita, which was a really scary watch all game. And (laughs) luckily got me up to 70 points because – 
Yeah, it was a pretty scary watch up until that. It was on, looking more like a 40 for a while. But yeah, yeah there was a lot, of, lot, a lot of disappointing things. I've got a lot of duds going on, like even Cobbo as well. I'll have to own that. I um, was really big on him. He was probably one of my biggest preseason interests. Um, I don't know if I'm going to sell him. I think he's going to come good. I've just, the tough one is there's a few players that I'm like, do you hold these ones or do you get rid of them? And, and you, you don't know whether to be patient and, or whether to just offload. And I think you need to sort of really weigh up the pros and cons, look at the draw ahead, uh, maybe consider buy planning, all of those sorts of stuff, whether you can buy, keep or sell some of these guys that aren't going so well. Yeah, it's so probably- I've got a few of them. I've got Luke Keary, um, Reid Marnie. He's on the chopping block next week. He's, mm-hmm. he's got to go. Yeah, it's a good um, point, I think. Uh, I mean, there's some in there. You know, Cobo actually looked good to me in round one. That's why I brought him in. So I guess, you know, it's, but what I've seen the last two weeks on that edge, you know, from Stags and Cobo, you, you you might as well, you could just hold him and you, you'll go down to 200K. He's just going to lose heaps of money. And I don't even know if I could safely play him now. I mean, this week I lost Harry yeah. Grant. I lost two Alagi. I lost Liam Martin. I lost a few troops. I had to play Penasini. But I don't know if I'm going to confidently go and play Cobo if I do hold him. But we'll get to all of that when we talk about players, whether they're worth a sell or a hold or, you know, or keep. Um, but we'll go through the games now. We'll go the good, bad, and the ugly. Um, look, you give me your good, bad, and ugly, you know, if they're different to mine, if we're all on the same page. And sometimes I give an honourable honorable mention. It can be for whatever reason you like them or dislike them as well. Um, in awesome. the first game, the Sharks versus the Dragons. They got the job done, 36 to 12. They look pretty good, the Sharks. I thought they probably nearly got the job done against the Raiders in round one. It's probably a lucky win for the Raiders, but they've looked really yeah. good since. Um, Hines, mate. There was a lot of talk in the preseason whether he was going to go any good, and he is banging out ripping scores. He updated nicely as well, 124, um, 12.4% of people had the VC on him, and I would dare say a lot of them looped him. 12.1% went the straight captain. Um, He is sensational, and I don't... You know, I, I really, even if I have plans to go to Cleary, I don't think it's going to be via Hines. I'm happy to hold Hines yeah, uh, probably season Hines. long. Yeah, I feel the same. I really like what I've seen. I'm really, one of the ones I'm most disappointed about is that I didn't start with him pre-season. I had a gut feeling that he would go well. And I listened too much to the rest of the crowd sort of saying, you know, new club, he's not playing for Melbourne, new new position. And I bought into that. Um but then when you think about Heinz, the player, he's always just – he's elusive, you know what I mean? And he, he's always keen to get involved. And especially at this new club, he's really stood up to be the guy, you yeah. know what I mean? To be the yeah. man at the club. He, he's like loitering around the rock so much on every play. He's, yeah. he's following up every play. He's like, um, you know, backing him up for – like he's just everywhere. Yeah, he, and he did that at Melbourne. You know, when he was when he got his opportunities, he was just everywhere. And he's playing like that for Cronulla. And, you know, he's he's been sensational. He gets my good. Um the yeah, bad, he's my good too. Yeah. The bad for me was Sloan. Um, look, he's 17.4% owned. A lot of people took a punt on him to start the year, and it was good signs after round one with a 78. But since then, it's been 26 uh and 26. So you know, he's he, in this game, he got moved to the wing as well at, at a point towards the end of the game. He just doesn't get involved enough. 
unfortunately we know what he can do, but it's been a poor showing. And I don't know how owners, I mean, that's fairly good ownership. It's not even a pod, 17.4%. What are they going to be doing with him? Because he's not really turning it on, is he? Well, he's going to be like a lot of the um, fails I've had where you think about selling them and then you think, hold on, their jaw's getting a bit better. And other people start, might start picking these guys up at cheap, you know, for cheaper price when they start killing it. So it's a tough one. I think um, I think Swain's going to be good when the, when his draw does ease up, when the weather's dry, when he's got a dry track and he can play some attacking footy. Obviously, he has to have those attacking stats, but I think he's got them in him. Um, yeah, he's someone I'm sort of keeping an eye on for down the track, even though he's underperforming. I like to look at what I can see potentially going to happen, not what has happened. So, yeah, I like him as a buyer coming up, and I'd sort of be reluctant to sell him. Um, my bads were Amon and Sloan. I sort of thought, um, yeah, it's like just a disappointing. Um, obviously, they're very attacking style footy players, and it's tough in the wet, but Amon's been pretty – like, I mean, he played okay against Panthers with a one-try assist and 49 score, but – Yeah, outside of that. Play him now. Yeah, 23 and a 17. You know, he was in my he was my bad as well. You know, he 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 could be a downgrade option for me. I've got him in the center wing. You'd go down to Taylor May and make yourself well, I mean, I don't know what his BE was. He, I don't think he makes his BE. So he's gonna lose a couple of dollars, isn't he? Mm. Um, but look, you know, you've got Ilias, who I think he has some green shoots there. And Damone, you know, he's got I think a future in the game, but you know, how many how many times, how many center wingers are we going to play for 20 points? You got Cobo, you play Gamone, you had Penasini yeah. this week, you're getting out of your four center wings, you're getting 80 points. So I think I'm going to be patient with him, not play him at all under any circumstance. Um, be very concerned about his AE scores as well. But just be patient because I think he, he will get a run of a couple of good games where he might make a bit of money once the draw's a bit better and it's drier. So we'll see what happens with that one. Yeah, um, yeah. Ugly. I'm a bit confused on. I, I, I had the suicide bin, but I said think that was um, he got sin bin last weekend this week. But I think I'm getting confused. I was more upset with last week's one against the Panthers than I can't remember this one now exactly. So you yeah, I think he's. Him. I think it was one of those late hits again. I, I don't know. He's. I think he's getting a bit of a you know reputation, and you know they're blowing him, sending him pretty early now. Yeah, not much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, some honourable yeah, mentions. Some honourable mentions in there. Bird with a 66. Now, he's round one was a 39. Second round was a 69, and he's pumped out a 66 this week. So, you know, that's semi-consistent, you know, I think for owners. Um, Lomax has had a good start to the year, a 50, a 70, a 65. I think he's one that I'm going to have my eye on because I really like Lomax and goal-kicking as well as a bonus. Uh, And Braley for the Sharks has, you know, a lot of people are going to be moving Randall on. And, you know, Braley's going to get a – I think he might get a price rise. I haven't looked all at it, but he's started with a 71, a 73, and a 65. So he's, yeah, he's he'll go in a big price, I think, yeah. Um, moving on to the Tigers versus the Warriors. Um, it was, you know, a bit of a dreary old game, um, that one. I've got nothing for good, bad, or ugly here. I just was just so uh, – I couldn't find anything for you. You know what I mean? I just, it was a, such a nothing sort of, I think the ugly would be just the game in general. No, you, you could say that. Look, I'll go one good. 
it was Aiken. He, he finished in the original scores with a 72. He downdated to 61. I had a bet with a friend, actually, because I was doing a bit of my tinfoil hat saying the same players are getting 10-plus points upgrades and the same ones are getting a 10-point down. We're having these wild mm-hmm. swings again. And they were like, come on, Ada, you're just being a bit of a you know, conspiracy, conspiracy theorist. theorist again. And the, <laughs> the person I was mentioning, I was like, Aiken always downdates 10 points plus and Munster always updates 10-plus. It's just yeah. the way it is because Mad Dog is popular. And he was like, all right, 50 bucks says that that won't happen. And and Aiken downdated 11 points and Munster went up over 10. So I've made 50 there bucks. <laughs> now, I'm not saying that that's the truth. It is a bit tinfoil hat, but it has been happening. But look, Aiken in round one was a 53, round two a 48 and a 61. So he's sort of similar to those. He, Jack doesn't Bird. Look great. he hasn't looked that as busy as I would have liked. Jack Bird, one of those two options of the centre wing, second rower, dual guys, looks like the better of the too, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he's been getting better scores, you know, because of the unfortunate down He looks better on eye test too, yeah. Like, I mean, Aiken's try was pretty lucky. Just sort of... <laughs> yeah, would have been ugly if he didn't get that. Um, the bad for me uh, was Utikamano. Um, he mm. downdated to 30. I think he's injured now, isn't he? Um, but it's been a 44, a 29, and a 30 to start the year. We really probably thought there was a lot more for Tikamano this year. It's been a bit disappointing. Um, the ugly for me was Eli Katoa. Um, 20 points from him. He's 8% owned. It was a 76 to start the year, and that's always that real sucky thing in Supercoach. Someone goes off in round one, you bring him, yeah, people jump right. all over him, and then it's just, you know, after that, it goes to dog shit. <laughs> and it has unfortunately done that for Eli Katoa. Well, it was a medium score in round two with a 44, but down to a 20 in this round, which is not the greatest. I couldn't give any honorable mentions. So we're in the same boat here. There wasn't any yeah. honorable mentions for me. Moving on, we'll go to the Rabbitohs versus the Chooks. This was a pretty good game. Um, the good was Cameron Murray. Same page here. Yep, I agree yeah, with you. Talk to me. Talk that to try he scored was bloody soft, though. I mean, yeah, I think me and you could have done a better job of trying to tackle him. <laughs> but he's been going pretty good this year. It was a bit of a slow start in round one. Didn't he start off the bench or something? Was that in round two? 54 and then a 76 and then up to a 125. He looks like the super coach kind of prospect that's going to work this year. I talked him mm. up in the preseason. I think you and I did South in the team previews. And I said, I think he's someone who's going to relish the captaincy. And I think he's going to be better this year. And he's been going fantastic. He's someone I'm going to target. Well, interestingly, a lot of people jumped on Isaiah Yo this week. And, it, you know, I think they'll be sort of like, oh, I wish I did. Yeah, I had a God Cam Murray. So I think that might be an interesting one is people who have Cam Murray versus people who have. Yo, because he's someone I'm sort of eyeing off. I don't think I'm going to rush to get him because, you know, there was a two try assists and stuff, and I don't think that's going to come every game, but he I mean, did look great. Yeah, and look, their draw has been hard, and it's going to get better. Yeah. So um, people are going to be downgrading Angus Crichton. They're going to be downgrading mm. you know, Fafita. So, you know, you can get Murray. I don't, he probably will go up, you know, with those scores. Um, the bad for me was Angus. He started from the bench. Something's off with Angus this year. He's still 20, the same. <laughs> 25% owned with a 34. It's not good. And if you have Angus and you're in that portion of people that own him, it's probably time to jump while he's yeah, on the bench. I think you just got to go. Yeah, you just got to. 
he's probably going to improve at some point. He'll get better minutes and probably go back to the edge. But, yeah, it's just that price, you don't want to confidently be putting him in there at all. So I'd be rushing him out. I got rid of him last week just because I had a bad feeling, obviously, with the bench movement. And, yeah, it was just off in, in general. Yeah, well, the person I took sold him to was Hamole, who got scored less. <laughs> so that's but I think I think that's still a better, a good option going forward. You know yeah. what I mean? You yeah, got a that, rough score this week, but it got me the money to get um, Sam Walker up to Hines, so that was fair enough. Um, look, uh, the ugly for me was Kiri, um, nineteen Same. points. Yeah, nineteen points. Round one, a thirty-seven. Round two, sixty-three. And we've got this nineteen here. If you own Kiri. It was a mistake, wasn't it? I own him, mate. I own him. He's the one that is really burning me the most. I have, I did own Sam Walker as well and got rid of him last week. Um, I would have preferred to have got rid of Kiri than Sam Walker if Sam had already had that jewel that he's going to pick up in round six. But yeah, um, imagine those people yeah, that have started with um, Dylan Brown, you know, laughing it up with ton, yeah, ton this week, you know. Um, this is what's going to kill me. Is Kiri's going to Kiri will come good, man. He's going to he's going to have attacking games where he'll have really high attacking stats. But I don't think I can bank on that anymore. I think I need to rush off him pretty quickly because when you know you do like you just mentioned, Dylan Brown, Munster, they've got that running style of footy. Even Jerome Lulai, like I'd be rather be on nearly anyone except for Kiri at the moment. But I do know that the moment I sell him, he's going to go all right. So, yeah. I mean, he, he's always been a yo-yo. So there's been low ones and then it goes a great high one, you know, and that's the way he's sort of been. But, um, you know, I just I think too much on the Roosters actually being good from the get-go. I was really confident they were going to hit the ground running. Hey. Yeah, I jumped off Sam Walker. I had Angus Crichton. I didn't go near Kiri, but, um, yeah, there's been some that haven't been going as well as we think. Um, moving on to the Panthers v. the Knights. Um, it was a tight one there for a little while. The Knights were sort of up for it until um, Mitch Barnett lost his bloody mind and tried to, you know, elbow someone's throat. Um, 38 to 30. The good for me, um, Taylor May. He was sensational. I mean, I was I was getting questions to my Instagram, people saying, would you go a week early on Taylor May? Well, a couple of weeks early on Taylor May. And I, my response to them was ordinarily I would say no to that, but for this guy, I would. And I'm, and I'm going to give you my um, go-ahead on that because he looks sensational. We only saw him in one game, but he's on the right side for where they get the ball and he looks like a total 2.0. So if he was someone to take a risk, I, I didn't do that for my team. I brought in Hiku instead and followed the money. But the actual player that I liked the look of was May. You know, he's going to be a very popular player next week. Yeah, I wanted to avoid Hiku. I just thought that's not one that I liked. I see seeing the money grab. I actually debated it hard over the weekend and thought about bringing him in just to help me fund another trade in a few weeks. But I thought, no, nah, it's not really worth the trade in, trade out for me. But, um, yeah, I'm really impressed with Taylor May. He looks great. Targo was my other. Also, I've got Targo and May as um, the good. They were fantastic. Oh, yeah. yeah. How, how good is Targo? He, he's he's a plug-and-play. Even if he goes and scores a 30 or 20 next week, it doesn't matter. He's still got runs on the board. He is just so up for it, and he's a competitor. That duel with Gagai out wide was sensational. It was a great watch. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Um, the ugly, uh, no, well, hang on, I put no. I've the, got the my bad. ugly. My ugly's bloody um, the bloke 
who gave us headaches last year. What's his name? Um, Barnett. Yeah. That was the dog shot, man. I was really, oh. that was so gross, bro. Yeah. I mean, he's had a bit of that in his game over the years. Um, he started at Canberra. How he's going to get some weeks? I think it's going to be at least six. That's what I wasn't even looking, man. He didn't even see it coming. He's just gone boom and popped his um. Yeah, and you can't straight onto people his say, chin. "Oh, you know, he wasn't even looking." Well, you don't need to run with your elbow cocked up, you know, shoulder high. Oh yeah, no, I, I, I was like, he knew what he was doing. My problem was it was the poor player that copped it in the face that didn't wasn't looking. He didn't even see it coming. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. they've got to come down yeah, hard on it. But I hope he gets a long time for that. Yeah, well, six I weeks mean, or something. Very inconsistent. I'm sure he's going to get some decent time. But you know, you've got um, Nelson. You know, gets a fine for trying to just because the bloke didn't you know get injured. He tried to take his bloody head off cheap from behind. Third man in. Yeah. Um, the bad was Randall. Fifty-seven percent owned. It's a twenty-seven. Randall has gone forty-seven in round one. Thirty-seven in round two. Twenty-seven. In round three, he's not the cheapie we sort of hoped for, and a tackle bot making fifty tackles a game. He's just playing every week too. Yeah, boring. Yeah, I mean, I lost Harry Grant, so I'm forced to play him. But he is going to be looking very juicy to people to go up to a Starling who looked pretty good this week, or one of these other options like a Braley. You know, you, you got to go somewhere because I don't think that he's going to get um, maybe some price rises over the year, but he's not going to score well enough for you to stick with, I don't think. Mm, you'd need to be really patient with him if you're going to hold him. And I think I might just because I think I only really want to play one hooker each week. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the fact that I only want to play one hooker each week, I think I could just leave him there and just see what happens and hopefully get some lucky attacking stats. And, you know, then he gets to a price where he's worth upgrading to someone for a bit of coverage over buy period or something like that. But, um, yeah. I mean, that's a fair I also thought it a bit, what was a bit ugly is Mamacia. I've got him in my side, and he's mm. just a massive um, a nightmare at the moment. Just not yeah. getting minutes. Poor well, fella. you know, they've had more injuries. So, you know, and obviously Barnett's going to be out. So maybe he does come and get some minutes. Yeah, my I just hope so. Huh? My ugly was Kikau. He had huge numbers bring him in. It's only, it's not a terrible score. It's 31. But if you were one of those people that brought in Kikau because of how on fire he was last week, you're probably a little bit disappointed. It's not ugly, but it's not pretty. Yeah, I brought him in for round two. So I brought him in last week because it was his 100th game. And I'm pretty beating myself up over that too because I like to, you know, pride myself on playing a, a long-term sort of style of um, super coach and being patient. And, mm. yeah, that was a one-week sort of play that I was just looking for there. And I know he's... Um, looked a bit better over the first couple of weeks, but you do know that he's, if he doesn't get those attacking stats, you're in trouble. And you can't have those 30s in your score each week. That's mm. where you start falling behind. Yep. Um, I got an honourable mention in there for Stephen Crichton. Um, it was 85 this week, 41, and a 75 to start the year. He's not the worst. He's been kicking goals. Obviously, we know Cleary's going to be back next week which will probably mean that you won't go there because there's not the added bonus of goals, but he's been good to start the year. Yeah. Over to this. This game is a great game. Um, the Storm versus the Eels. The Eels got the job done in the end. It was a seesawing sort of affair and a bit of an exciting finish. Um, the good, for me, there's a lot of goods to choose from. So I've got a lot of honourable mentions and I've got a good. I'm just going to mention based on price, Dylan Brown. 
Um, 7% owned. He did down date to 100 exactly on the button, but scores of 40, 68, and 105. He's been um, one of the good ones to start the year. People were going Sexton, Brown, Sam Walker, and and Moses even. You know, some of those ones around that price point. Mm. He's been sensational. He looks like he's found his groove. Yeah, that, that's a great option, man. I heard a few people were talking about Brown on different podcasts, and I was... You know, not so keen on him myself, but you know, he's proved proved me wrong. I feel like he's a premium option. Just the fact that he does have that running game is what we need this this year. I think when there's not, you know, it's been major amounts of try assists for all the halves and stuff. You know, you want someone who's going to be running the ball and having the option to test, bust some tackles. Yeah, he looks sensational every run. Uh, and against Melbourne, though, you know, and that, that's against Melbourne. Yeah, that's a huge score against Melbourne. Um, some honourable. Yeah, my good, my good. Sorry, was the uh, the game. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, it was the game it was, it was a great a game. Bloody good game. You know, field goal to level it. And, you know, yeah. I mean, it was a, it was a great watch. I, I, I had some honourable mentions in there. Mad Dog Munster. He looks up for it this year. He updated to one hundred and twenty-one, and he made me fifty bucks with my tin foil hat theory. Yeah. Um, he's updating, and you want him in your team. I think you know he's he's. Oh, if he's playing like he is, he's always getting the nice updates. Get him in. Pappenhausen. Very burnt on that one. Pappenhausen has been sort of a little bit mild to start the year, but he looked up for it and he was in his, uh, sort of looming up and slashing through, you know, on attacking plays this week. Um, kicking goals. I think he's looking good. Yeah, he's, he's looking good, man. He's... Um... Looks like the better option of him and Teddy, doesn't he? Yeah. Comfortably, I think. Yep. Teddy's still getting involved and having those little runs out the back and trying to tackle bus and stuff. But yeah, Pappy does seem that that little bit above him. Um, Cheese was good, wasn't he? With a broken hand, 106 he got. I mean, he's yeah. got that jewel and he's a, he loves a try. He can sniff out a try, that the cheese, can't he? He would have given people headaches because there's people that would have started with him and then sold him, you know what I mean, because of the broken hand and having to come back the week after to score 102. That's annoying for, them, <laughs> you, for those owners. Yeah, or yeah, Henry, who's the good friend of the experience show, he had Grant, sold him to cheese for a one-week play to bring back Grant next week, but he got a ton in the process. So you'd give that a tick as a successful thing. Yeah, um, I probably wouldn't be selling cheese to Grant. I'd be trying to keep them both if possible. Yeah, if you can, just to get him down the second row. Um, IPAP was good, 94. King, a very good cheapie. He, he's obviously a worry for when everyone's back on deck and the minutes, but so far he's going to get a nice price rise to start the year, 85. Um, yeah, Nutho, take what we can get out of him right now, for sure. Yeah, especially when you're running around with people like Moy Masia, like we are. Um, <laughs> Gutho. 87. Uh, Gutho had a, a couple of good scores to start the year. Kim doesn't like mullets, so she went with Gutho in her team, and it's, has, it's worked out it's pretty the good. opposite of a mullet. Yeah. Shaved head, yeah, it's worked yeah. out um, pretty She loves the Gutherino too. So um, he, he's been okay to start the year. I mean, in fullback, he's not had any 50. Oh, I don't know. But he's, he's jagged a couple of good scores, so he gets a, a tick for me. Um, Hughes, 16% owned, 44 he was one of those ones, I guess. He that... was my bad. He had a terrible game of football, like rugby league. He might have still scored 40-ish, which was not that bad. But for yeah. rugby league, he was made a lot of mistakes. And Yeah. 
And I mean, everyone was thinking, you know, um, if you don't have Cleary, you could have Hughes and it looked great in round 103, but that was because there was no Munster there. And that was one of the things that I was wary of if, if I was going to start with him instead. I went with Sam Walker because it was cheaper. And I was like, oh, look, Munster's going to come back in round two. And I think that that means less for Hughes, you know, and, and it has been the case ever since 44 and 38. Oh, sorry, 44. So, yeah, I mean, he's 16% owned and he's probably still got pretty good value, I think, for you to do something with. Um, I can see people getting rid of him to clear this week, that those who own him. Yep. Um, the ugly, um, Panasini. Um, you know, mm. I lost too many players and I would not have played him in this matchup against Melbourne. Um you know, he's been good to start the year, Penasini, 47-49, but this wasn't the matchup for him. The score was 21, and I, I fully expected that to be the case. I'm disappointed in myself. I thought I was going to get a 40 out of him. I just thought he was good for 40 every game at least and played him. And, yeah, I didn't – I should have considered the matchup and figured that, you know, less chance of getting, you know, those you know, tackle busts or whatever because of the um, defensive Melbourne, but – they still managed to score 28 points against them. But, yeah, I don't know. Maybe Penasini's not a great play every week. I thought I sort of put him in the similar category as Targo for a bit there. It looks like Targo's well ahead. Yeah, I think, look, if you get if you, if, if you get him down, I mean, if, if well, I don't know what their next matchup is, but I'd be confident to play him against anyone who I don't, I'm not seeing in the top four. He looks like he's pretty yeah. good. And that's all I put on my notes. I'm not concerned. It was Melbourne. Um, on to the Raiders versus the Titans. The Raiders got the win for Ada on his birthday. Good on you, Raiders. Awesome, man. Congratulations. That was my good for the game was their comeback. Um, also, Starling and Snyder. Yeah. Well, yeah, I had I had Snyder in there. He's been a good cheapie. I always thought he was going to be a good cheapie. Obviously, I watched him in the lower grades, and he looks like he's got a super coach friendly game. Um, we, if you skipped him and just say you've got Ilias in your in your halfback spot, he's going to get a nice price rise because he, he's only played two games. His mm. third game is next week. Do you think you would jump off Ilias now and go to Schneider? Definitely. Yeah, if I only had one of them for sure, I'd go swap one to him because he looks like he's a decent option too. And even even in the first week, he played that game. He looked all right as well for his 43-odd, I think. But, um, yeah, I didn't play him this week. I, I had him marked in as a play because I figured that this was going to be a high-scoring game and figured there might be some attacking and some goal-kicking. But I ended up swapping him out to Max King. Yeah. Um, and that didn't work out too great. He only scored a 30-odd or something. So, yeah, yeah, Schneider looks like a decent play some weeks, depending on matchup. I think also depending on how strong Canberra look. Sometimes Canberra can look quite weak. Like last week, they looked like they had a weak inside. But on paper, they look very, you know, reasonably strong this week, with, especially with um, a few of their returning players like um, Rapana and, yeah, they just, you know, sometimes they really are not even in the game. And they don't, you know, in that first half was much of what we saw in that um, Cowboys game, but they did turn it on in the second half. Um, Starling, he looked really good in this game. People, you know, Desi from the old playbook is big on Starling with, even if he gets 60 minutes, I think that that's probably the reasonable expectation for him because, um, you know, even though I don't really rate old mate, what's his name, came in and played in the 14 and started the game at hooker. Um, uh, Frawley. Yeah, Frawley. I don't know how long that's going to go on for. But even if they don't go with Frawley, I think there might be somebody that can spell him 
for a few minutes or take the sting out of the game to start the game. And then Starling comes on with that energy. But in 60 mm. minutes, he sort of reminds me of a little bit of a, you know, a mini Damien Cook at his best. Yeah, big time. And Loves I, the little runs. And I think, he? you know, you, for not much money, you can do Randall to Starling and have him there as your second hooker. And you may not want to play him every time, but I think, you know, he'll get some good price rises. And I think he's a good option if you're going to move on Randall. Um, the bad for me was Papa Lee. I was actually surprised that even 4% of people owned Papa Lee. I think he's played awful ever since he's wearing his mullet. I'm pretty anti-mullet, I guess, as well. He, he, when he had short hair, he was the best prop in the game. Um, look, 44, it's not a terrible score, but it, this year it's been 58, 40, you know, and 44. It's very sort of mids, you know, and I think somebody, you could have gone cheaper and gone Arrow, who's shown a hell of a lot more. Um, it's been... Mm. You know, he was always up there with that with one of those best props you could have picked. His, his ownership's so low, but there's nothing to be too excited there about. Um, the ugly Will Smith. You know, he's 10% owned. Yeah, a lot of people were keen on him after that big score in the first week. Yeah. People chasing last week's points. It's terrible. Yeah. 26 and then an 11. It's a lesson in don't trade in a reserve utility player after one game. You yeah, know, just because he's got a better role for one week. Um, look, there were some pretty good scores over uh, for honourable mentions. Bo Furmore, um, 89. Jules, second row forward, centre wing. He's on their left side. And what's... Oh, bugger that left side. I was I captain for feeder, so I was getting... <laughs> yeah, I was getting annoyed. They just kept going left, mate. It was still my head in. But yeah. he looks very good. He's got a similar body shape to Fafida in a way. Yeah, and he um... seems like he's busier for work as well. Um, he's been a good play i bought him to start the year because i liked his jewel um and he was only 370k um he's really good um tino playing big minutes he scored an 89 this week he's scoring okay i thought it was madness some people going tino this year scores i mean if he learned to offload or or fend you know anything (laughs) he would he would score much better but he's he started the year pretty well um for feeder it wasn't much in the way of runs but it was some tackle breaking. He had a couple. You can always count on the Raiders for a couple of good runs from Fafita. Uh, finished with a seventy-one, which yeah. is not the worst. Um, there's going to be some. Dis- I mean, can you sell Fafita after a seventy-one? With no, couple, I'd keep him only because, like three runs. You know, that's a decent score, and nothing happens. So when he does start ripping and tearing, he's going to have massive scores in him. Um, that's fine. I'd be keeping Fafita. I'm real confident on that one. Yeah, I'm really I'm a bit torn. disappointed that they didn't use him as much, but. Yeah, the, 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 the way they're using him on that right side and he's not going in um, looking for work. The funny thing is, is that every time he sort of gets the ball accidentally, he's doing good things with it. And I hope that Holbrook says, oh, we got to get him some ball. You know, I would... And then you give it to him where he's deep and he gets that run-up sort of going and then... Yeah, he's just, running off a flat-footed start. I'd play yeah. him at 13 for 20 minutes a game. You know, shift Tino up to the prop and just get him in the action. And he'll do yeah. stuff. Um, but look, I, I'm gonna. I think it's good to have a premium second row forward in there, and it's going to be. I think Angus is going to come good and get his, his starting spot back again. Um, Murray, I think, is up there in that sort of echelon as well. But for feeder, you know, you, how you sell him after a 71? He's big. He was 130, I think, was it? It was big. He's going to lose a little bit of money, but yeah, I'm not going to sell after a um. The 71. Yeah. Uh, Broncos versus the Cowboys. Uh, it was a, a flogging. You know, the Cowboys flogged them. Um, the good was Nanai. 
um, 90 points. It was 90 points with three tries. He didn't even crack the ton. Yeah, unfortunately, those tries all came from kicks, I think. Every single one of them um, he took from a kick. So, yeah, yeah, he missed out on that line break sort of opportunity you get with a lot of tries as well. But, yeah, that he, he looks very, very good. He looks like a handy football. And because he's playing so well, he's going to be getting good minutes. Yep. I thought last week he wasn't – it looked like he was, I was a bit off him. But then now this week, ooh. Yeah, I mean – Look, Tim Williams, I'm in the chat group because I'm a subscriber with him. He's like, look, he passes the eye test and that's why I'm going to go with him. The scores for Supercoach have not quite been there. Look, I'd be still like, it was three tries for 90. We'd be criticizing Coates or Corey, uh, what's his name? Um, Xavier Coates, if he got a 90 with his three tries. But look, he's got a 56 and a 35 and this 90, right on price changes, he's going to get some nice price rises. And like you said, he's he's he looks great. He does pass the eye test. He's in everything, and he's he goes up and he whacks them, stuff, and, yeah. and he's going to get good minutes. Um, so even if he didn't score those tries, he would have probably you know got some other attacking stat <laughs> doing something. You know what I mean? Because the fact that he's involved in stuff. So yeah, I wouldn't be worried about the highest score with three tries. It's not that great a score for three tries, but. Um, yeah, it's it's I still he got three tries. It's great. He's a good he's a good, he's a good super coach option. Yeah. Um, the bad stags 35 points from stags, he's 38% owned. Everyone's sort of saying stags is a gun, he'll come good. Um, but progressively for me, that over the weeks, it's been getting worse. I mean, today there was a couple of times he went in and looked for some work, you know, but it's been a 23, a 32, and a 35. Would you hold stags or is it time to cut ties with him? I'm really going to have to get out the uh, drawing board on this one and uh, weigh up the pros and cons. I think probably he'll let go. I don't want to be too stubborn. I think I'd probably sell him. I think that he does have that potential, but I don't want to be sitting there each game going, you know, he needs to get the ball, he needs to get the ball. You'd rather be have those players that just work up points easy for you. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, you might as well have... get off him. You might as well just have Bo Fermel in there or, or Jack Bird, yeah. you know, like someone playing in the back row and getting, you know, good base. Um, yeah. yeah it, it's unfortunate because Staggs has got all the talent, but, uh, and he, you know, he just, he, you know, he may, po- he may come to a point where he starts, it all starts to work for him and they, you know, they got pumped today. So Kevy, he's not the best coach in the world, but you've got Cobo and Staggs out there, maybe give them the ball and, and, you know, Give him a chance to run. Yeah. Um, the ugly for they me. They weren't getting him the ball. I know people say Staggs has got to go looking for it, but the, the ball wasn't coming to him. He's a marquee player. You've got to give him the ball. He shouldn't have to go looking for it. Give it yeah. to him. Um, the ugly was Cobo. I'll give him a tie. Cobo and Hiku. Um, I brought in Hiku for the cash. 62-76, and then Ado brings him in 20. <laughs> oh, a lot of people brought him in, mate. I wouldn't worry too much about that one. Yeah, look, that's the reason why I did it. Because in the pros and cons, it was like, well, he's going to just have to step out on field. And even if he goes shit, he's going to make a little bit of money and I can get him up hopefully to a better player. But I was hoping for more like a 40 minimum, not a 20. And that's just the way Supercoach goes sometimes. Um, Cobo, look, I think Cobo's a bust. Um, 26% owned. He started with a 43, which is only sort of a medium score. And then it was 20 last week. And then it's a 22 this week. A lot of mistakes in there. Doesn't go looking for work. I mean, in this model, even Charlie Staines is taking dummy half runs, you know, and going yeah. to get him out of their own area. You know, it's what the hell, man. 
you know. He looks uh, more likely to get a try to Staines yeah. in the Panthers side. Yeah. You know, he gets some ball at least sometimes. Yeah, for me, um, you know, Cobbo is right there in the juicy sell him to tail and May, you know, <laughs> category. And I, and I just, you know, I don't, I think he's going to be a good footballer at some stage in his career, but out there on the wing, you know, and the, with Stags, the way that the Broncos are playing. Being a bit too patient like, holding on, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't play the, you got, if you've got Amon, you got Cobbo. Billy Smith, you got you can't. How many of these are you going to play confidently? You know, um, mm. there's too many twenties in there. Um, the Sea Eagles versus the Bulldogs. Um, look, I didn't put anyone in for good because the scoring in Supercoach wasn't fantastic in that game. I've got a good. Oh, have you? Go for it. Yeah, I've, my good for the game was seeing um, all the Manly fans getting rained on. I really enjoyed <laughs> that. That really pleased me. So that was my good of the game. Yeah, Maxi was there at the game, giving us updates and stuff, and we're like, "Where's her mind?" Oh, poor Max. He's probably my only Manly fan I really like, except for Sads as well. But Sads ain't a real Manly fan. No, well, oh, Desi as well. There's a few Manly fans I like. Actually, the Manly people I know, I like, but the rest of them I don't like. <laughs> the rest of them they look pompous on the hill. They look like they're wearing business suits on the on the hill. Yeah, look, the top scorer of the game was Ruben Gary with 69. So I'm not going to give that a good. Um, the bad, I'm going to have to say, for his price tag, Turbo. Mm, <laughs> 62. And Turbo there. Yeah, look, it's not for lack of trying. And Turbo absolutely played his guts out today in that game. Just yeah. people were saying, this is the game. We can captain him in this game. I know it was wet, which is not ideal, um, yeah. but he's going to lose a stack of cash. Yeah, it's a really tough situation for turbo owners. Like, I, they really were banking on having a good score against the Dogs. I still thought he'd score a bit better even in the wet. Um, you know, he was involved in quite a fair bit. You can't be angry at his, you know, at his effort. So, yeah, it's just a really tough one with how expensive he is. I think it's a massive, um, massive fail. Good on anyone who managed to get off him this week, I guess. Yeah, people would have jumped, but there's going to be some that would have just been like, no, this is the reason I bought him. I think if you did say that, you've got to probably, because they do have a a better run coming. They just got their first win, Um, you know. It's just hard to sell him after he's probably going to lose, you know, quite a fair bit this week. He's going to be under a million probably, you know. Um, Tough. Um, The ugly for me was Hamole. I brought him in. And, you know, it's the first game he doesn't play 80 minutes. He went off and Maxi was giving us updates saying, you know, he's pulled back by the physio. So maybe it was something injury-wise. When he was out there, he looked sort of busy and especially close to their line. He looks like somebody who's threatening and looks like they want to use him. I'm going to just take this score on the chin and I'm going to keep him there in my second row. I think there's going to be, you know, as their drawer opens up and stuff, he's going to, you know, you get a dry game. He looks to me like he's improving any sort of ethic and work ethic out there on the field. It just wasn't there for him today. Unfortunately, it wasn't a high scoring super coach, you know, game for people, but he gets my ugly <laughs> this week. My ugly is Bullimore. Yeah, Bullimore. Bullimore for a 13. I think, yeah, that one didn't really work out. That's a bit, I'm glad I didn't get on that one. I got a lot wrong and I'm glad I didn't add that one to my wrong list as well. Yeah, well, I got him um, to start the year as my main front rower, you know, so i got to do something, you know, about that because i got Max King, who I play, he got he scored more for 32, but, you know, Bullymore's a middle. Now he's just a real low-minute benchy. You know, you've got to jump ship. He had a, a break-even of nine 
because of that good first score. Um, he's only going to just get above that, you know, and you've got to probably cut ties with him because there's nothing, you know, the, there's nothing more for him. Unfortunately, he's just going to get very low minutes on that bench. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about some, well, that's all the games. So thanks for our little review of that, the good, bad, and the ugly. Um, let's move on and talk about some of these players. Now we're going to get some price changes on plays and it's going to probably change the way we, Think about them. You know, to me, um, if you had Turbo and you held him this week, he's going to lose a, t- a ton of money, but you should have cut him this week, not next week. I, I would probably yeah. hold him. Well, I'd be holding him too. If I had Turbo now dropping that money, I'd be very stubborn and wouldn't want to sell him. Yeah. I mean, he will, cut, he will get better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so and, uh, they're, they're, they've, um, they've managed to win a game back at home. So. It was a nitty-gritty game. They almost lost it. So Desi's going to still give him a bit of a hard time, I reckon. <laughs> um, we talked about Fafita. Um, I think there's going to be it's going to be hard to convince some people that, you know, uh, off him. You know, even some people that might have held him and are like, look, I'll give him one more chance. They wanted a ton. and But for me, I'm like, well, it's been 50, 50, 70. And I mean, I'm getting five times... 20s in my scores i'll take a person who's is scoring 50 i know his price is high and he will lose a little bit of money but you know i think you can plug him in there and, and he's just someone who can rack up 50 points in one run so why not you got to have someone like that in your team yeah he's a safe play although he's a little bit more expensive compared to a lot of the other options yeah on his bad games he's going to get you a 50 so that's that's amazing you'll take that there's whereas you know like me with Kikia on a bad game, he has going to give me 25. Or you had, you know, that Ola uh, Kawato today who did a bad score for you. But for feeders, low scores are 50s. And when he does get those big ones, they're 150s. So I think he's a definite key for anyone who sells him. It's a bit crazy. Um, we touched on Angus. While it's bench, it's probably, you know, good to cut ties. I think he's going to come good and he hopefully at a discount for you when he gets that spot back again. Um, he just looks a little bit off to start the year. He's on the right side. Off. Yeah, and on the right side, it's all going to Satili and that side. And Angus was always doing his best work over there, you know? Yeah. He, it's unfortunate for the likes of Fafida and Angus that they'd be moved to non-preferred side for their team's attack. And um, in the case of Fafida, because he can rack up big, big points in one run, you know, whereas Angus accumulates them as the game goes on, and especially there on the bench. He might even be the starting lineup again, you know, this week even, but he's going to be a tough own, especially just yeah. out of sorts. Doesn't um, sort. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Randall, you know, you were sort of in the boat of, you know, you know, hold him and he hopefully will be a slow burn for you. You don't necessarily have to play him. In my case, I had to play him in round one because there was I was I was started with Harry Grant, in, yeah. and then I've obviously lost Harry this week. So out of the three weeks, I've had to play Randall twice, and it's given me the year. It's the reason why I went Harry Grant to start the year is so that the hooker didn't stress me out, and two out of my yeah. three rounds it stressed me out, and then annoys me. Um, look, I, I'm a Canberra Raiders fan. I like the look of Starling, you know, and yeah. I can do that. I've got a little bit of money in the kitty. Um, and I think that might be one of my trades next week. Just to cut ties with Randall, it looks very unimpressive to me, and at least get an attacking, you know, nine in there. Yeah, I don't mind Randall to Starling at all. I think at least you've got a good backup option if your main guy is down in 
Harry Grant, who does can be a little bit touch and go. Some games he'll get pulled out before. Yeah, yeah they're in a big lead and and over origin as well. You know, I don't you know. Yeah. You'll you'll have a playable option, which you would have had in Randall anyway. But um, let's move on. Amon, you know, he has a one good score in there, but he's not going to sort of you know pump out lots of money. If you're down, you know, people in their center wing, who would you sell first out of Cobo? You know, Amon. Um, Amon, because I think I would sell Amon over Cobo just because I think that there's more to come from Cobo when it dries up and he gets his tries. He's on a wing, you know what I mean? With Amon, I feel like he's not, he's, he's set very second fiddle to um, Ben Hunt, who's just always controlling it. He's not touching the ball much. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably be kind of inclined to get rid of him over that one. Who was your other option? Do you have another option, though? Sort of just oh, jump I mean, the gun. There's, oh, there's Billy Smith in there, but, I mean... Yeah, yeah I told Billy. I think Billy's going to come okay. That 46 was all right for a pretty nothing performance. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I see the, some of the forums and all the Roosters fans are bagging him out hardcore, but I had him in my team and I played him and he scored 40s. I, I was like, he... he he takes runs. You now, last week it was like 19 runs and he took some good runs again this week as well. Um, you know, so, I, I, yeah, if you had Amon and you you haven't got a Taylor May yet, do you think Taylor May is going to hold his spot now? When Oh, yeah. Or, like when oh, do you mean back? once, do yeah. you mean once um, Toto comes back? Yeah. Yeah, look, you'd imagine, it's hard to say off one game, but if he, if he's performing really well and finding the line and, busting tackles and, you know, taking a lot of runs and he looks dainterous, then maybe he does take um, Stainty Boy's spot Yeah, um, on the right side. I mean, look, he's um, worth a short-term play. He's got that 100 there now, so he's going to, you know, I mean, as long as he doesn't suck hard next week, he, you know, he's uh, – and he, and you can play these Penrith, you know, players, the back backline players. So confidence. I think he's a, a sensational – Buy in. I mean, we know that Total's a fast healer, what we've seen before, but yeah. I think he's a short term rent and he should make you know some good price rises and you can play him. So I think he's a good option. And I would happily go Amon, who's a slow bet burn at best. You know, you can go with someone who's in a hot team, going to be on the end of some hot tries. We saw him on the weekend. You know, that edge with um, Targo looks friggin' good, looks sensational. Um, Stags, we talked about. I think you got to. I would cut if I was a Stags and Cobo owner. The value of Stags, um, and you know, I'd probably get rid of him. You know, I'd get rid of him. I wouldn't stick it out. Yeah, Stags. I'm gonna have to have a close look at that myself this week. Um, just because there are other nice options going around, it is a nervous watch. You, yeah, I think you, you. Yeah, when you own Stags, you just get excited about those big attacking plays and. When they don't come, it's painful. So I think I'm going to look for someone that's a bit more secure. Yep. Um, moving on to some buys. We know that Murray was sensational this week. Um, do you think that he's someone that you would buy now? Like just say you're an Angus um, seller, just who would you buy? Would, you, would Murray be right up on your Yeah, he's a good, good option. List? I think if you still got Angus, I'd be comfortable to go to Murray. I wouldn't be like rushing Murray in because he scored that um the 129 or whatever last week, because I think that's a little bit definitely chasing last week's points if you need to try and rush him in the very next week. Um, they'll be playing Penrith next week, so it'll be a tougher um, 
tougher game for, you know, obviously Penrith's defence takes a lot of the attacking points off um, a lot of players. So, yeah, I wouldn't be rushed to, to pick up um, Cam Murray next week. Yeah, I think he's someone that you, you know, he, he no, probably, probably got other things that you're doing, you know, but if you're an Angus seller, I think he's yeah. a fairly When good you one. need to sell a second row, I think he's a good option, but I wouldn't be just trying to, who am I going to sell to get Cam Murray now? That's not something that people should be doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Nathan Cleary, we know he's confirmed back next week. You don't have to go necessarily, you know, right away on him, but it could almost be a pod move, you know, to do. Yeah, I think he's going to score well right from the outset. He looks good to me. I've seen him in some training footage in that. Um, is it an option to go straight to him to start out? Yeah, it could be a good option to go straight to him. People might want to be patient and wait one week, though, to give him one look, look over before jumping straight on, and then he's got the dogs the week after. So I think um, Bunny's played quite well last week. I think they'll try, you know, really bring a – Strong game to match the Panthers. Um, yeah. I, yeah, so I wouldn't be too inclined to want to rush Nathan in next week. I'm, I'm thinking about it myself, but originally I was going to, but I'm now thinking I might surely just wait till week five. Yeah, I mean, I, was, I think I was, I've got bigger fish to fry. Yeah, I was contemplating and I had the money sort of set up that I could do it. Um, if he was named this week, because I was, I was just feeling real ballsy. But because I went with Hines, I feel very confident playing. You know, I've got Hines yeah, there in, in the halfback. Yeah. You know, part of me sort of says, flick Teddy, you know, and with yeah. a little bit of extra money, I could get to Cleary, and then I'll pull Hines down into fullback. That means I get to keep you know Hines. What? I, thought about that for a, I thought about that for like a brief moment over this weekend, and immediately I shut that down and went, no, nah, no. Nah. The <laughs> moment you sell Teddy... Because their jaws now are getting easy. Oh yeah, yeah. And he will kill it. The yeah. moment you sell him, he'll be putting out one twenties every week. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I could do that. I think if I need to get, if I want to get Cleary in, it's going to be at the sake of that Schiller guy that's at halfback. I'm going to have to somehow rush him out quicker. You have to make a lot of money off Schiller. You're going to have to pump in some money into. Yeah, uh, I've got a, I've got three hundred in the bank at the moment, and I've yeah. got a few people I can call. Yeah, well, I mean, and that's the thing. It, ultimately, for me, the goal in the part. Well, when I brought in Hines, I was like, Hines is on the way up. He can be my ticket to Cleary. But watching Hines in the last two weeks, I'm like, well, I want Hines and Cleary. So I've got to find a way to do that. Yeah. But you know, that thought of Hines down to fullback and then you know, get flicked Teddy. As soon as I thought about that, I looked at their draw and I was exactly the same as you. I was like, oh, maybe he's worth a hold over that um, time. Um, any other players that you're not impressed with or that you're interested uh, in? For me, um, obviously, I've got Bullymore. You've, he's going to make a tiny bit of money now and you've got to get him out. You look in your price point, you know, he's going to be around that 300K mark. There's not really a lot of options. You're going to have to probably pump in some money. Um, would you go over to that Max? No, to the Josh King from the Melbourne Storm. He's going to get a little price rise now, or do you think now that their troops are back? I think minutes... the more weeks it goes on, Josh become, King becomes less of a buy because of the his job security. He will end up going back to the bench, and I think he will will start getting more like twenty fives and thirties out of him once he does go back to the bench. Um. Maybe he, you know, if he, if you were to buy him, it'd be this week. It'd be the last week he could probably consider doing it, I think. But 
Yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't be chasing that eighty-five as well. That's another. Like, I think that was a bit of an anomaly score for him. He's more around the sort of fifties when he's uh, starting, and probably twenty-five to thirty when he's not. Yeah, and I mean, you're one of the things that I resonated with from you last year. Like, I didn't want to do and waste so many trades in the front row. You know, if you get a safe fifty, and if that, if you know, Max King could get it, but he didn't get enough minutes well, today to I'll do tell that. You what I almost did, I almost went Mamasia this week to Spencer Lenu just because I didn't want that AE nightmare of Mamasia. Mm. But then look, Spencer Lenu started, and he only got like a less than thirty, I think, thirty odd. So I'm really glad I didn't do that. Yeah, it's hard. I mean, if you there's not a lot of cheapy sort of front row that's apart from Max uh, from Josh King, and he's probably done his best work for you. So I think you need to sort of go up. And I one of the iterations of my team, I had um, Jai Arrow, but who was it? One of the ones from searching for Corey Parker was dogging Arrow, and I was like, no, I reckon Arrow's going to average sixties, you know, this year, starting in second row. It's and, funny, hey, how I got Corey, yeah, Costa was really off him and I, <laughs> he got in my ear with him too. So I had an arrow at one point and then I was like, oh, Corey, he's saying he's a potter, he's a potter, he's a potter. I respect his opinion because I really do respect uh, Costa. But, nah. yeah, no, look, it's hard to say. It's, it, it's a bit – it is good to get a second rower in front row, I think. So that's the one thing I think we missed out on there. Yeah, unfortunate. Um, anyone else that t- tickled your fancy this week about, you know, that you might like to buy or that, you know, you thought looked good? Oh, probably I want, I'm want. i pretty keen to get Harry Grant in just for the Reed Marnie because Reed Marnie's stinking it up real bad for me. He doesn't look promising at all. I'm really upset with that purchase. I, I actually picked him because of the bloody advice of my hairdresser. So <laughs> it won't be uh, – I actually got a haircut coming up soon. So I might think see if I can give me a bloody – 50% off at least for that. Yeah, for giving me a bum steer off to money. Yeah, well, I think Harry Grant's the guy, you know, to go in. And the price, you know, the, the money's not thanks to Harry playing minimum games. He obviously hasn't had any price changes. So that could be a go for you. All right, well, let's move on and finish the show on Kim's team. Kimmy has, you know, what did she do? This week she played Pick Cora in a starting lineup. I don't know. You know how that happened. She's now she, she's making mistakes all over the place. She's not going to win any massages off me at this rate, um, but she's got some options. Is she going to be making trades this week? Yeah. So look, I've had a look at her side, and one thing I immediately identified was something similar. I have. She's got Reed Marnie, and I think it's time to go Reed. Yep. Uh, we we're going to get Harry Grant in for her. Beautiful. Well, I think that's a having nice the best trade. guy in the position and just lock that in. Yep. And um, the other one was it's not a little controversial. Yeah. But I'm going to get because like we won't be able to afford that just as a one trade. If we could do just one trade, I'd like to save one for it. But we can't afford it with only five thousand in the bank and the fact that Reed Money's going to drop a little cash. So yep. we're going to have to get rid of Punt Hiku. Yeah. That we've you've just brought in for her. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Well, I think that, you know, that is an actual upgrade in playing sense. And we, we've got that nice score from Taylor and uh, May as well. So I think those trades are good. I think Harry and May are going to be better, you know, team than Marnie and Hiku. I mean, Hiku was a little tiny grab for her for cash. So she can take that. Yeah. And hopefully, I think she's a little bit behind me. I should do a score update for all the listeners out there, how she's tracking versus me. Um, how is she going? Yeah, I think she's a couple of hundred points behind. Last week she was, um, 
you know, only 20 points or so behind me. So she needs a week where she gets me by 100 and she's right back in the hunt. So hopefully these... So tra- what were you ranked going into the round? Uh, I was ranked, oh, what was I? 16,000, I think. Yeah, I was, I was 16,000 and I think she was much worse than me. Uh, yeah, I'm 30,000th and I think I might, I don't think I'm going to go up. I think I'm going to sort of stay around the same, maybe. From... Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, I'll be stoked it's, if I can get into the 20, crack that first figure is, is a two instead of yeah. a three. I mean, for me, I, I mean, I guess it depends on how long you've been playing for and what your goals are. Some people are just like, oh, I love finishing in the top 5,000. For me, I'm always sort of hunting for that top 1,000 and I don't rest easy until I get there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was in 19,840 actually at the end of last round. So I think this week with my, you know, score, I might go up maybe, you know, to 18, 17,000 if I'm lucky. But it's I want to I want to be there sort of by around seven eight you know be knocking on the door hopefully yeah I feel like I'm way behind I'm going to be having to play a lot of catch up footy for the rest of the year now <laughs> yeah it's hard isn't it I mean this year I think with the scoring I mean this week was probably one where there was a lot of tons more tons than we've mm. seen in the first two rounds and that's not too bad because it, considering it's wet weather I know we're not going to see what we saw last year but it's harder to sort of you know I go oh some people got, you know, huge 1200s. Well, I'm only a hundred points. Whereas last year when someone had a great round, you, you they would, yeah, they'd be 400 points better than you. So yeah, I think it's true that. Yeah, so don't, don't worry guys. If you're way behind at the moment, a couple of hundred points or 300 points, you know, it's the swings are not as huge this year. So people who are having a good week are only beating you by a hundred points. Um, Tim, it's been sensational to have you on and go through the games um anything else? Um I don't know, man. What do you like? Let's just uh hope that um the Vili Army can pull their finger out because yeah, I'm very, very upset with my first three weeks. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's it's a funny thing. I mean, you won it last year, so I did ask you that when in, in the first part. I was like, if you're not going well next year or you don't go up how does it make you feel i think i feel the same way i feel very flat coming into podcast today because mm. you know, i was hoping for a big 1250 you know and i finished with an 1100 and something and just the, the round fell flat so you're like and when you you're like oh, why did i bring in Cobo for 220s and why did i bring in hiku this week you know it's like you know yeah present, i've been giving myself a really not- hard time actually about a lot of my decisions yeah, present me does not. In hindsight, but. Yeah, present me does not understand what past me was thinking. Yeah, yeah. they're on two different pages. Yeah, <laughs> but that's yeah. that's just it. Well, I'm gonna. This is what I'm gonna do for this week. I'm gonna wait for Teamless Tuesday, and on the Wednesday, I'm gonna finalize my changes to what I'm gonna do, who I'm gonna play, and unless something happens close to kickoff and someone's a late out, I'm keeping my VC and my C and my reserves. And I'm just going to go with my original decisions. You know, I go out and play golf with my friends and I do no practice swings. I just, first shot is my shot. Straight up, yeah. Yeah, and everyone, like, like someone was like, that's so weird, man. You don't practice swing. And I'm like, my first swing is my most organic swing. And I usually, yeah. I find the more I hit it, the worse I get. So I just go up and I, 
I, I get my stance right and I first just time nail, every time. Yeah, you know, nail it on my first shot. And everyone some of the you know people who are playing through or we we catch up and we play through, they're just looking at me like, what the hell is this guy? He just puts it down on the tee and just swing straight away. But you know, I'm gonna try to do that as my change to catch up now. Because this week, if I'd have just stuck with what I I had the VC on Heinz. But when I saw the wet weather, I took the VC off him. I ended up putting it on Aiken, you know, because I was like, I'm going to put the captain on either Pappenhausen or Teddy. And I had it yeah. on, I had it on Pappenhausen. And then as soon as I saw, you know, they said, oh, it's great conditions for football tonight. And I was like, well, I'm going on Teddy. Uh, and I jumped on it, but it was too impulsive. And I should have just stayed because I felt like in that game with Harry Grant out, when you take one of those awesome players out of the um, Melbourne Storm team, the other ones all step up and get more ball mm-hmm. and, you know, and I knew that Munster and Pappenhausen would go fantastic in that game. You just knew it logically when you take someone out like Harry Grant. So this week, like my organic golf swing, I'm going to just make my decisions and stick to them. Try not to get too cute. Yeah, I think I've been trying to get too creative myself this year. Yeah. Try to just go back to playing, uh, play back, go back, go back to basics. Yeah, get back to the basics. Well, thanks for coming on. There'll be a song to sing you out. I recorded earlier, and it's been a Thank pleasure to talk to you. I hope we'll, you know, if time permits, later on in the year, we'll do another update with you and see how you're going. Um, onward and upward, I say, eh, for us, you know. That's it, mate. Just, I mean, just stop listening to everyone's podcast and just, you know, just drown out everyone else's opinions. And Back your gut. Yeah, back yeah. your gut. Thanks, Tim. You're a legend. Thanks, mate. Thanks for coming on, Timmy. That's Elvis. I'm a big Elvis fan. And I'm a big Timmy fan. So there you go, mate. Talk to you soon.